It's hump day. Welcome to another episode of the Jad Brather Show. I'm excited. Anything that involves humping. Um, I don't know what that means, sir. I don't think that's why. I don't think that's why they call it hump day. I, you're getting over the hump of the week. You're not. Man, you're not, you're not humping spoil anything. the day for me. I like to know there's going to be humping on a Wednesday. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. The day is young. We'll see what what we get into. Man, you know, on Monday I put out on social media my little song about the ballad of San Francisco Paul. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, there was no similarities, in my opinion, between actual life people and that song. Any similarities were coincidental or purely accidental. Of course. I didn't say anybody's last name. I didn't, you know, nothing. Boy, they throttled that video back. Wow. Big time. I mean, you know, I think by... By yesterday morning, it only had like fourteen, fifteen thousand views. Golly! I mean, you understand when I'm when I'm talking about millions of yeah. followers that I have the capacity to reach on Facebook alone, and that thing only got thirteen yeah, or know, fourteen thousand. You notice immediately. Oh when man, they, do they that. they're not touching it, and that shit was gold. Well, that's because <laughs> Nancy Nancy controls a lot. I oh Nancy guys, Nancy guys, I. <laughs> I have people who'll say, there you are again, the same three chords. It's like, I'm not, I'm not trying to play you Mozart. <laughs> I am trying to tell you a joke. Right. It's and I promise you it only takes three or four chords to do it. Right. <laughs> I mean, the Eagles only used three or four chords, folks. <laughs> so uh, sweet, sweet Home Alabama is three chords. <laughs> that is D, C, and G. Brown Eyed Girl is four. Technically, it's really only three. Right. I mean, so your insults, guys, y'all are reaching on that one. But nonetheless, comedy gold. I don't care. I'm a legend. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. I said he just dropped I the f bomb. I cussed. I know, dude. I was just feeling free and easy, man. I'm not even microdosing today. <laughs> the the uh, <laughs> maybe that's not why my 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 yeah. neural connections are not popping. Sometimes I feel like you should leave conversations just for us. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't so say the, not don't in say front the quiet of the microphone. Stuff. Ah, they, man, these people, they do drugs. Yeah, but they don't need to know that you were <coughs> talking about that during the break. Oh, well, I was talking about that during the break. I think that stuff like that, like, uh, again, you got to do this stuff under a doctor's care, right? You got to go find the right Here doctors. We go. Here we but, go. I think there are significant health elements to microdosing mushrooms, psilocybin, lion's mane, certain forms of LSD. Microdosing. You don't go on a trip. Well, I just think there is. I wouldn't The know. problem is the American Medical Association, all these people, they're killing that's, people. That's true. I mean, they, they are, look, their doctors are keeping you unhealthy. Nutrition. Absolutely true. American nutrition, well, global, it, it's to keep you unhealthy. Mm-hmm. They want to guarantee future patients. That's the only true. way they can keep the industry alive. Mm-hmm. That's why they put the dextrose and crap in your food. Like, I'm, I haven't touched wheat that I know of. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have, Chris. Honest no, to God, I don't no. think I have. I mean, I was sitting there trying to watch football Monday night, and those pizza commercials came on. I mean, some people lust after women. <laughs> Not me. I wanted to feel that. I think you lust after both. 
Nah, it was all the pizza, man. <laughs> I'm done with women too. Well, if it makes you feel any better, that those always those food commercials, it's never real. That's not real food. No, I know. So like you know when they make it, the bowl of ice cream, that's Crisco. They take a scoop of it, Crisco, boom, because uh, it won't melt under the lights yeah. the way the ice yeah. cream would. Yeah. So they take a picture of a, they take those ice cream scoop of like Crisco, the white Crisco, and that's what they do. That is so funny. All that stuff's not really food, but it, yeah. It so, sure so my point good. is, if you actually got that pizza in real life, it would not look or taste as good as it looks like. Domino's it's taste. does a good pizza these days. So greasy. They their Brooklyn style is a good pizza. Um, and there's a place there where I live called Crust. Mm-hmm. If anybody's watching in the Woodlands, Texas, you know what I'm talking about. I love Crust. You talk about it all the time. They have a cauliflower crust that's phenomenal. Yeah. It's got a little different taste to it. You could taste the cauliflower, but it's it's fantastic. I mean phenomenal. Don't wow. miss don't miss the wheat at all. So I got off the wheat, I got off the gluten. People, you know, in two days, in two days of not eating that mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. the arthritis that's been chronic in my elbows for two years was gone. Wheat will give you some and information. Get, you know, I made a joke of, and we've talked about this. I made a joke about wheat. Everybody jumped my ass. You're against farmers. Come on. What? Yeah. It's not that. It's the stuff they spray on yes, it. Yes. Yes. It's the industry, man. They, and it's, it's not the same wheat that no. they produced when our grandparents were. Or it produced now in Europe. Right. Italian wheat, fantastic. It's good for you. Because I have people say, well, they ate bread in the Bible. They did, but it wasn't what you're eating. Yeah. It wasn't that bleached out stuff. Yep. You know? Yeah, the the FDA has just completely ruined they have. American They're trying nutrition, to kill us, mm-hmm. which is what I'm trying to say. And I'm probably going to die in line at the Whataburger. <laughs> now you say, "What are you doing at the Whataburger? You're not eating bread." No, I'm not. Yeah. I go in there and I get greasy fat stuff and protein. And and you know how humiliating it is for a grown ass man <laughs> to drive down the street in his truck with a dog in the passenger seat begging, and you trying to lick the meat, cheese, and mayonnaise off a piece of bun. <laughs> And not kill yourself wrecking. So I'm probably going to die waiting at the Whataburger. Now, I'm getting frustrated with this lack of, what's my word, Sarah? Competence. Okay. In workplaces. Yeah. In workplaces. Now, I went in there, Chris, and I said, I want... Whataburger, like, they hadn't updated the speaker system in the drive-thru since the 70s. (laughs) Right? And that thing's rattling. You got to like pick it up and talk into it. It's like a cup with a string on it. (laughs) And I said, I want a double cheeseburger with the, with the veggies on it and just mayo. And they'll probably take the bun off, but I don't, I ain't gay. So here's the thing. (laughs) It has everything to do with being happy. Here's the thing. Cause I'm not happy. Yeah. I don't hear from anybody in the peanut gallery over there. What did you guys think he meant? Yeah. God. Bigots. <laughs> you know the problem? You got too many gay people around here. That's the problem. <laughs> God, so sensitive. Here's the thing. I don't order like that. I just get it in the bun so people think I'm a normal human being. Mm-hmm. And I just know I'm going to lick it off on the interstate. Now, because that's normal. So I got... I told him, I said, I want a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. And the guy says, well, I interpreted that like a Klingon. And I knew he said, do you want taquito? And I said, biscuit. He said, what? (laughs) I said, biscuit. He goes, I said, not taquito, biscuit. He goes, okay, got it. I said, what do you got? (laughs) Bacon, egg, and cheese. 
All right, so I paid $15 for two sandwiches. Drive around there. You know what they gave me? Taquito. Taquito. <laughs> a taquito. <laughs> now, it doesn't matter because I'm not eating the bread, but it was just the delivery system of how I was going to get the meat, eggs, and cheese. Yeah. So now I got to unfold this thing and lick it off of a tortilla. So that's like Mexican keto. Right. Which may or may not be different. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm like, I get up there and I'm like, okay. Seems like everywhere I go, I'm waiting in line longer and longer. Yeah. And I waited forever. That's why I was like, yep, I'm, I'm going to die right here. <laughs> and I'm aging in this line. And I get up there and I'm like, <laughs> you know, every place, they don't even have, they don't even have help wanted signs out anymore. It just says we're understaffed. Yes. Because yes. they know they can't hire anybody. Right. So now they're putting it on you to have to wait mm-hmm. while the people who did show up for work get the job done and it's taking them longer to do it. But unfortunately, the people who did show up for work uh, oftentimes are not the competent ones that you want. At least, and, and again, I'm sure people who work in the food industry, like I'm, this isn't a general statement of about everyone. Not. It's not a blanket statement. But in my experience, since the pandemic, specifically the food industry has just gone to freaking garbage. There's, it's undeniable fact. It's horrible. And I give it to you. There's hard workers out there in every industry, but Absolutely. you got to admit, and listen, this this is what we were talking about the other day about police. Right. Oh, yeah, the yep. Police. The police. It's the, the same good ones phenomenon. Are gone. The good ones are gone. You, you create a bad environment. You can't get good quality mm-hmm. people, talent, if you will, to come in there, competence to go in there and do it. So, this is happening in the food industry. Oh, I threw, when they opened up after everybody was locked down and they came back out and they were opening restaurants, it was horrible. Yeah. They, they take the salt and pepper off the table. Yep. And I've had people argue me, say, well, that was a good thing. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Exactly. I remember pre-COVID going to a restaurant, and I've seen this a few times because rednecks exist, where they take the ketchup, pour it on the kids' french fries, and then lick the top of the ketchup, put the top back on the bottle no you have not people are nasty no. man no oh yeah i did a video about that years ago i watched somebody lick the top put it right back on there i mean i've been in pizza hut remember pizza hut yeah uh you go in the store in big red roofs and i'm sitting in there and these people just give their the the, the parmesan container to their kids and the kids just uh just teething on it because it's a toddler and i'm like we nasty people well, that's why we know germs don't kill us. Uh, like, I, like Sarah, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I refused to use a public toilet. Like, the, the poop on one. I wasn't going to touch skin on porcelain. <laughs> I wasn't going to do it. And then one day I had to go really bad, and I started justifying things. I was like, I've never read in the newspaper where somebody died from sitting on a public toilet. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. So I was like, surely I'm safe. Right. Man, I shit everywhere now. <laughs> Man, but I don't think it was from germs. One of the one of the my biggest pet peeves is when I go to uh you know usually it's one of the more natural grocery stores and they have the bulk stuff. Yeah. And I see people reaching in and grabbing uh, to try it to uh, test it, and I'm uh, like, don't I, I'll you know me I say something. Yeah. Oh, I'm a bitch. Yeah, you are. I and I uh, that's why I went and got those. <laughs> I went to the pharmacy the other day. Like, I do that with keto strips rather than pay all that. I just reach in there and grab a few strips, go in the bathroom, see if I'm in ketosis. (laughs) (laughs) They won't miss a strip. 
<laughs> well, that's different than something I'm ingesting. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm buying a bunch of almonds to go uh, and people eat are nasty. later. My dad and I'm like, was that I don't way. know if you washed your hands after you went to the bathroom and you're going to contaminate the whole 10-pound bin? You know, my dad was such a, a man's man. He was just a dude, right? Yeah. He was quiet. He was stoic, a little bit cynical, but a dry sense of humor. All my friends thought he was mad all the time. He was just, he was just a gruff dude. He's serious, right? And I loved him. But he... Uh, uh, he was the worst about that. Oh. He'd go in the grocery store and he just, you know, he'd see somebody he knows. He'd just stand there by the grapes, pluck them off <laughs> like he was snacking. He'd go to the wedding. You know, people have a wedding. They have a big shrimp tower over yeah. there. He wouldn't fix a plate and sit down. He'd just stand there <laughs> <laughs> like he was bellied up to the trough, man. I bet he didn't get invited to too many weddings. Uh, you know, my mom did. So he got invited by <laughs> default. My mom's a, my mom's the partier. She was the that people person. So funny. Yeah, yeah it, I cannot. Oh, I can't stand it. Yeah. I, I'm somewhat of a germaphobe. Like, I have this thing that as soon as I come off stage, if I'm doing a show, first thing, I have to wash my hands. And, and it's not, I don't think it's germs. I yeah. just, my hands get clammy. Yeah. Cause and I, was I gonna feel say, it. You're not, you're just touching your own stuff when you're yeah, on stage. Yeah, your microphone. Or sometimes I get down on the floor. You never know where I'm going to wind <laughs> up, right? But when I come off, I think my hands have gotten clammy. And so it feels germy to me. Yeah. So I have to go, it's like a thing. It's like an OCD thing. I have to go wash my hands. So anybody that comes to one of my live shows, like Greensboro, North Carolina this weekend, when I leave stage, I'm washing my hands. So you leave the stage, go wash your hands, and, and then immediately back. go out to shake, shake everybody's hands. hands. Okay. That's right. <laughs> Listen, I remember back the first show. Yeah, I think it was the first series of shows, live shows I had back after they started opening up comedy clubs. They could do it because those were restaurants. Mm-hmm. They could get around it. We were in uh, at Bricktown in oklahoma city and we did a couple of nights there packed house every night and uh everybody you know the rest of the world was locked down masked up socially distanced i came out there we had 50 people in meet and greet lines i hugged every single one of them Mm -hmm. i mean i just did you know and i keep thinking one day covid's probably gonna be what gets me but like i don't live i never have lived in fear of that yeah that and i know tequila kills everything so I'm pickled, but I, I, I just, I would go out there and do all of that stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a germaphobe, but. I, but you are a bitch. I am a bitch. <laughs> and I don't, I don't want your poop hands in the food that no. I'm about to eat. So. Well, and I tell people about the aerosolization of your toilet when you flush the commode yep. and it aerosolizes and all the contents cover everything within 15 feet. Oh, and also don't use the stupid dryers because they oh, do yeah, the that's, same that's, thing. That's just don't a fecal spreader. Ever. That's ev- all oh, that is. Oh, God, it drives me nuts. But like everybody's phone is with them in yeah. the... In the, in the uh, As oh, they're that. pooping. Look at, that. look at that cute girl. Oh, they're pooping. Look at that cute girl. Where'd she go? Oh, there she is. <laughs> a cute girl on my screenshot. Oh, must be love. The... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it just sprays a fecal matter everywhere. But you got, you no. got, your, you got. She's a little jealous. You got, she. But you get the poop. You get the you get the atomized poop on your phone while you're in the toilet. Yeah. And then you put it up to your face, and we're worried about COVID nineteen. Okay. <laughs> Be more worried about E. coli. Man, I don't want. I don't want. Well, you know, never mind. <laughs> I don't want the unthinkable to happen, but I'm afraid it's going to happen. Back in uh, 2000, we were worried about. Uh, Y2K mm. and uh, Y2K didn't happen but I'll tell you what did happen two weeks later uh, the world froze we were living in North Alabama and everything shut down for months because of the icing yeah it was mm. bad fortunately I had prepared and people were able to even come to my house and, and get some hot water and, and get some some supplies this is the kind of thing you need to be ready for with a stockpile of emergency food and I want you to go to preparewithchad.com and get it you might not have to worry about a nuclear war but hey 
Maybe we have another one of them deep freezes in Texas. You never know. But right now, I'll save you $250 on a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, drink, snacks, everything you need for uh, one person for three months. It's going to stay fresh for 25 years, and uh, you're going to need it one day. You might as well have it. Don't waste time. Go get it. It's a great price. In fact, it's the lowest one they've had in three years. My Patriot Supply, they're the number one and largest preparedness company in America. They want to help you f- prepare for what's coming. Preparewithchad.com. Save that 250 you don't need a promo code just go over there and buy it it's going to ship fast free and arrive unmarked in those boxes for privacy prepare with chad.com we'll be right back all right um i wish i could just live and let live but i can't I just can't because they keep messing with kids, man. And uh, that that irritates me. And live and let live is why we're at the point we're at. You know what's funny is people like, y'all care about the unborn. You don't care about when they're born. You know, after they're born, y'all, you conservatives don't care about them. That's not true. Um, oh, is that why they try to uh, firebomb all of the crisis pregnancy <laughs> centers that actually take care of these yeah, women and I mean, help provide for their babies after they're born? I mean, that accusation is patently false uh-huh. um especially for many of us who actively worked with kids mm-hmm. and done a lot in that regard with orphanages blah blah blah. you know the story mm-hmm. so uh we you know my thing is like those kids are probably going to be born and they're going to grow up in a world and they're going to get sent to public school they're going to get indoctrinated they're going to graduate be little marxists and when i'm an old man i'm gonna be cussing them tell them to get off my lawn right <laughs> but i did fight for them at least to be born yeah I at least wanted to give them a chance to maybe be intelligent beings, yeah. even though they're probably going to grow up to be protest re-raise. Yeah, we want even the little shits to be born. I do, man. <laughs> like, I, I would protect, if you're defenseless, I've said it before, if I see a drag queen getting his ass kicked on the street by two bullies, two thugs, I'm, I'm going to go help. I'm going to mm-hmm. make that stop, yeah. right? Because I'm, I just defend the defenseless. That's what you should do. That's what men do. That's what, and that's not, just men but that's what especially men should do and uh did you see the interview by the way with jordan peterson with john stossel i didn't where he stossel was calling him out saying you know hey you talk about men need to be dangerous and they need to be capable of they they need to be violent and stuff like that you know how do you justify that if if they do those things and he said no no they need to be capable of it Mm. that's a profound statement it really is he said they don't need to use it right they need to have it though Mm-hmm. That's a profound statement, and and that's that's a big thing. That's the kind of thing that gets people like Peterson in trouble. But I, I love that to have it and to be able to self police when well, that's it's what appropriate meekness to use. is. Yeah. you know, Jesus said, "The meek shall inherit the earth." That's not weak. Meekness is not weakness. Meekness. You've heard the old thing, the old old example that that's a broken horse. That's a horse that's been broken, so a rider can control him. Uh, it's power under control. That's what we should be meek. We have the power. We know we can use it. But you don't just go out there and that's then you become a bully, right? Right. Or dictatorial. You become a Nazi, a fascist. Yeah. The fact that the fact that the right has all the guns and demonstrates meekness really mm-hmm. shows you the self-control that we have in, yes. in certain situations. Because if we were psychopathic, you wouldn't you wouldn't be we none of us be having this conversation. January sixth would have gone a lot differently. A whole lot different. So that being said, and and there were people who had firearms on January sixth. Right, but that was not the movement. That was not. That was taking place. No, no, no. They, but they still, they didn't use the firearms. Right, right. So, 
That being said, I have an issue when defenseless people are being targeted and attacked and, and groomed, I'll use that word, uh, for something. Because, again, what they're trying to do, there's an agenda afoot that's trying to make you get rid of absolute truth. All right. And so, in fact, let's go ahead and talk about that right now, Chris, before we go any further. There's a majority, majority of young Americans say there is no absolute truth. All right. So um, young adults are saying 81 percent of Americans uh, state that individuals standing for principles can change culture. Um, Young adults say people determine their own truth. This is from summit.org. And uh, says, um, get over that second page. My fingers are stuck together. Says um, 60% of American voters who express an opinion on the issue believe that there is an absolute truth. 40% of American voters who express an opinion uh, each determines their own version of truth. Oh, my God. But uh, older Americans older Americans still believe in absolute truth. 42% of American voters age 18 to 29 believe in absolute truth. 55% believe each person determines their own truth. So you see where I'm going with this, right? <laughs> That is, um, determining your own version of the truth. So again, this is this is uh, summit.org in partnership with McLaughlin and Associates. That's really depressing. Um, now, the, here's the thing. So, so if I can say, okay, there's no such thing as male or female. That's my truth. Well, I can go one step further and say, well, there's no such thing as age. Mm-hmm. And therefore, if I'm a minor attracted person, well, who are you to judge me? There's no such thing as uh, species. Yeah. Yep. Extend that out to its <laughs> It's disgusting, conclusion. but yeah. <laughs> there are those who do. Right. Um, uh, you know, who's to say I can't be a cannibal? Mm. Why, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe we're all just food for one another, mm-hmm. right? Um, so those, are, those used to be extremes. Like when I made reference to pedophilia, I used to say, this is an extreme example. Mm. It's not extreme anymore. Yeah. Case in point, trans activist Jeffrey Marsh who doesn't know what the hell he is. I know what he is. He's a man that's confused. And I want to show you this latest clip. I, I tweeted this. This is, folks, this is the dumbest shit on the internet. <laughs> right here. This is right here across the board. This, If anyone truly believes that this is logic, you need mental help. Play the clip. Hi, kids. There's no such thing as a boy or a girl, and I can prove it. So gather around the family, the parents, everybody, answer my questions. You either say boys or girls. Who's usually taller? Oh, boys? Okay, but you've met some short boys, right? You met some tall girls. So usually boys are taller, but not always. Okay, who likes the color pink? Girls? Okay, um, but you've met girls who don't like pink. And you met boys who do like pink. So usually girls like pink, but not always. Everything you can think of that makes a boy or makes a girl is usually, but not always. And some of them are not even usually. Where does that leave you? Free. You get to like what you like. You get to be who you are. Maybe. You're even like me, and you're not a boy or a girl. Well, here's something you can't change. Deoxyribonucleic acid, DNA. Mm -hmm. It's amazing that DNA doesn't give a rat's ass about your preferences of colors. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. 
And yes, while DNA does have something to do with your height, uh, I was walking behind a lady the other day in the airport. She was six foot four, man. She was a tall, tall lady. She was walking real slow in front of me too. You and saw that Sydney at the airport, off. huh? You saw Sydney Watson at the Sydney airport. Sydney Watson, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this this girl was towering over Sydney. I'm just surprised at how slow she walked with those long legs. But uh, I was at the airport. You know how it goes. But okay, so the key point to take away here to me is you say, okay, kids. Why are you talking to kids? Yeah. Why are you addressing boys and girls? Because Jeffrey Marsh does a series of these videos to educate children. Has even done videos where he says, okay, parents, now leave the room. I'm sorry? Like, bro, you're so skinny. I mean, he looked like, a, he looked like Woody Harrelson with AIDS and makeup. <laughs> I, I, if you're listening to the podcast and you're not watching the show, this, this is an ugly dude that needs to shave. Yes. All right. Trying to convince you that he's non-binary and he has no gender. Well, he does. He does. If you snatch his britches down, he got a penis and balls. All right. He does. And um, and he probably prefers a penis and balls when it comes to his sexual proclivities. But that's beside the point. I don't know. And that's not the issue. He can do what he wants to do. But you're going to address boys like I don't even need a big wood chipper for you, bro. (laughs) I don't. Um, You start talking to kids like this this is why i say if they start eradicating absolute truth and they get to a point like this where they say hey you're not you can you're neither one you don't have to be you who says that's what you are you you like pink and you're a boy maybe you're a girl mm-hmm. right it's so it's asinine and people listen to this they pay attention to it um all in the name of inclusivity and acceptance i'm so sick of that it's also the same party that claims that they're the party of science, yet they're constantly denying yeah. it. Yeah. Well, like I said, deoxyribonucleic acid. Most mm-hmm. of them don't even know what DNA means. Right. They don't. Yeah, we've reduced boys and girls uh, down to, do you like pink? Yeah. Your DNA is imprinted on you from, at the moment of conception. At the, it, that blueprint for your life is who you are for the rest of your days. Through the womb, birth, Adolescence, childhood, adolescence, teenage years, young adulthood, mm-hmm. maturity, elderly, geriatric, well, death. Chad, if you think about it, when we talked about, I thought we talked about it a long time ago, but it's like people like this, we call them in my world demonic because think about the quote I said that the pastor told me. It's like when people like this confuse God's creation is the perfect way of the devil spitting in God's face because we were created on his image. So when you question the image, you're like, well, I'm a boy or I'm a girl, you're spitting in God's face. This is why when you can get rid of truth, when you can get rid of truth and you can, you're right, pervert the image of God. I mean, it becomes a Romans one type thing where you exchange normal passions and lusts for abnormal passions and lusts. And then you, you start justifying all of it then you can even go so far as is when you get that mentally ill and, and accept it, well, you could start classifying people a whole other way. Yeah. They, maybe they're non-humans. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're subhumans. Maybe they're vermin. Maybe they're trash. Maybe they're parasites on society. Mm. And you, you wind up with another Holocaust and genocide. You know, this is how this is how this stuff starts. I mean, you know, this is this is the same rhetoric Maybe not the sexualization part of it, but this is the same rhetoric that was being used in in Europe in the 20s and 30s that led up to the rise of Adolf Hitler and, of course. 
I mean, World War II. No society can function without acknowledging absolute truths. That's, yeah. it, ju- it just, it devolves into just utter chaos. Right. Right. Which is what we're seeing play out now. Yeah. And, and you, know, the, you know, you've heard the old phrase philosophically, there's absolutely no absolutes. Well, the problem with that is that's an absolute statement. Mm. So you just said, there, you know, yeah. they, they say, well, the only absolute is there are no absolutes. Well, you got to quit you're dealing in absolute statements. So what's it going to be? It philosophically falls in on itself as a house of cards. You can't continue to do that. Mm-hmm. So these kids are not thinking through. But again, I said this 25, 30 years ago. I said this in college lectures where I talked about postmodernism and how you can't define postmodernism, and they want it to be that way. Mm-hmm. Because with a postmodern world, anything is, anything is um, permissible. You can, you can do um, you know, whatever you want to do and get away with it. And justify it yep. because it's my truth. You know, yesterday Glenn had um, um, Dennis Prager on in the morning. And, uh, you know, we got to go to a break, but I just want to say this. He, he had Dennis Prager on and, you know, Dennis got that new book out, mm-hmm. De- Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's talking about the Old Testament stuff. And God, you go back to that stuff and you look at it and it's like, that's what drives civilizations. Yeah. That sense of justice, that sense of right and wrong. Um, and, and it's profound, and I haven't read the book, but I can't wait to read it. And so anyway, it's like, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Our kids are in trouble. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. we're going to talk some more. But inflation continues to be a plague on our economy, our families, and our savings, and the irresponsible spending from the left just continues to exacerbate the problem. This year, we witnessed almost every kind of negative economic record from empty grocery store shelves to 40-year high inflation. Don't let your savings wither away. Hedge against inflation with that thing. You know what else is biblical? Gold. From Birch Gold, text CHAD, I spell it Chad, to 989898 for your free info kit on diversifying into gold. Plus, when you do it this month by uh, Black Friday, you'll get a free gold bar with every purchase that you make by December 22nd. With almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Don't allow the left to devalue your savings. Text CHAD, 989898, claim your free info kit from Birch Gold, and uh, you can physically own physical gold and uh, silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Uh, and Birch Gold is going to help you do it. Again, text CHAD, 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold. Ensure your eligibility for a free gold bar with every purchase. Secure your future with gold. Do it today. We'll be right back. Pew, pew, pew. That's right. I'm about to spit some of them truth bombs, Sarah. Watch me. Truth. Truth. Because there is a truth. Truth. That's right. Absolute truth. No, my truth. No, my truth. Folks, it is not lost upon me, and nor should it be lost upon thee, that in the course of our lifetimes, we may well see a tectonic cultural shift surrounding the meaning of the term Florida man, (laughs) what once and for the time being still is, used to describe a brave and beautiful independent soul housed in a body fortified by the ministrations of methamphetamine and gator jerky might now well begin to apply as well to solitary heroes of the Republic. Folks like the protagonist in today's story who will rise up and place themselves firmly within the crosshairs of a woke society, knowing they might fall prey to its slings and arrows, but willing nonetheless to stand for the things in which they believe. 
Palm Beach County, Florida. Oh, don't you feel the salt air on your cheeks, the warm breezes as we ride the magic carpet of our imaginations into this sainted land. Feel the humidity, the sweat in the crack of your ass, the persistent curl in the locks of the hair on your head, and perhaps the hair elsewhere. <laughs> feel the Florida, my friends, before us. Laid out on a picnic blanket of this story are Dr. Francis Delu on one side and Emerald Cove Middle School's teacher, Rachel Ross, and the principal, Eugenia smith Feeman. That is such a principal's name. Dr. Delu is suing the school because of the hanging of an LGBTQ pride flag and because Rachel Rouse, who teaches computer science, has allegedly been advocating for homosexuality as an alternative way of life. Now, initially, the good doctor merely requested that his son be removed from this particular computer science program to be placed in a different one, since, you know, the teacher's feelings about homosexuality really don't have anything to do with the course materials on computer science. Now, the school agreed initially, but without telling the father, they put the kid in an art class instead of another computer science class, and that's a problem for the dad because art class has nothing to do with his career. And I'll just break into editor editorialize here for just a minute. Uh, it's a middle school, so maybe the dad is one of those parents who goes a teensy bit overboard in molding his kid into the perfect doctor or lawyer type from an early age. But it's worth pointing out that A, that's his right as a parent, and B, children of immigrants who teach them to work really hard very often do become those doctorly lawyerly productive members of society that we should all like to see them become should they so choose and see um isn't taking a kid out of a class where there's an lgbtq flag and a teacher talking about it and putting that kid into an art class kind of taking him out of the frying pan and throwing him into the fire <laughs> now just saying if he wasn't going to turn out gay before, maybe the art class was going to do it. Anyway, I digress. The hearing for this lawsuit is actually scheduled for today, so it's anyone's guess whether it'll go through or not, and what the repercussions for the school will be if the father wins. But I want to point something out here that kind of rises above the individual story and applies to the type of situation at large. Parents are responsible for their kids pretty much lock, stock, and barrel. Sure, if you're out there beating your kid with a tire iron, we should probably take them away from you and, uh, you know, saddle you on down to the hokey pokey pokey pokey. Yeah, put you behind a clink. But short of that, if you've got a kid in this world, the buck stops with you. You're responsible for shaping their worldview, not the school. The school is there to teach them how to think, not what to think. And more importantly, in today's society, you as a parent are responsible for steering those kids away from certain worldviews that could harm them. Uh, look, a toehold in the left, you know, the left, the, what they've done has gotten into our conversation on these topics is a misnomer that just because you don't want your kid learning about the homosexual lifestyle in middle school, that means you want them to be ignorant of such things for the rest of their lives. And that simply isn't the case. But for goodness sakes, folks, can we just teach some actual school stuff for once? I mean, I don't want a straight computer science teacher talking to my kid about sex stuff either. This really shouldn't be a controversy, but... Hey, good on this parent for stepping up to the plate when it uh, became an issue. Get what kids you're, out of public school, man. What you, I mean, like, <laughs> what else are you, why are you their parent if not to do that? You made a point. We had to go to break. You made a point. We we're talking about absolute truth. And even mm -hmm. people who aren't necessarily religious are yeah. doing what? Are sending their kids to private Christian schools yeah. because they say, you know what? I might not believe in God at the end of the day, but I know that these biblical values and morals that these schools are teaching them 
are far better off, not just for our children, but for society than sending them to these public schools where they're going to be indoctrinated into this disordered view of the of the world. Yeah. Even they can get that. Like, yeah, I don't believe in God, but uh, the Ten Commandments, we probably should follow those. Those are pretty cool. Yeah, they work. Yeah. It's amazing how they work. You can't have a society functioning without them, yeah. as it turns out. It, and it's amazing that when I have gotten off that path, the chaos that ensues right. in my life. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's never good. <laughs> no. It is never good. It's never peaceful, that's for sure. We're living in a chaotic world. God was onto something. It really was. <laughs> um, yeah, Kathy Hochul says no go. What uh, you got this organization? Mm-hmm. We haven't we haven't spent a lot of time talking about it. Let's talk about it. Okay. What's the name of the organization? It's called Defend Our Kids Texas. Defend Our Kids Texas. What are y'all doing? Uh, well, we are kind of spearheading um, trying to fight the sexualization of children in the state of Texas right now, whether it be from, you know, drag queen story time hour, drag queen brunch, uh, all ages, uh, the pornographic literature in schools, um, the teachers trying to sexually indoctrinate them. It's just it's happening to our children right now on all fronts. Yeah. And so, you know, we formed to be able to uh, to. The biggest complaint that I got from members of the community is that I'm going out and I'm getting this footage from all of these events that are taking place within the communities with the drag queens and what have you. And the biggest complaint that I got was I didn't know that this was actually happening. I didn't know. Yeah. How can I get involved so that I can learn about these so that I can participate in, you know, helping get it shut down, putting pressure on the business owners, you know, going to talk to uh, city council about it, whatever it is, putting pressure on the lawmakers to change the law. Um they wanted to know how they could help. And so I said, I, I've, we've got to we've got to we've got to form something to make it a little easier for all of us to communicate with each other, each other to make sure that, you know, they can report to me what's going on so I can blast the hell out of it. I can tell them what's going on so that they can be active in their communities. But unfortunately, I think conservatives have sat on the sidelines for far too long. You mentioned live and let live at the beginning of this program. Live and let live is why we're now fighting off drag queens trying to perform, you know, sexual gyrations in front of our children while sexually explicit music plays in the background. Live and let live is what caused this. See, what I want to see happen is you're getting a lot of notoriety. You've been on some big programs, you know. I want podcast listeners, Blaze TV subscribers. I want people who watch your show, watch my show. I want them to start reaching out to some of these big hosts that are out there. I think that'd be cool, you know, and say, hey, you need to have Sarah Gonzalez on. Oh, that's nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, you're the best of the best, Sarah. I appreciate that. I mean, I'm not, you know me, I'm, you're the best of the best. When it comes to communicating the, these principles and, and the tenets of this, there's none better than you. And I, I think people just need to start reaching out. Yeah. To the Joe Rogans of the world. And you know what I'm saying? I'm using that as an example. That's very kind. Tim Pool. Uh, you know, all these guys. They need everybody we need to be talking about this stuff because people don't know what's happening. Right, right. And and I just, you know, it's like I don't have time for this either, right? Because so many conservatives are like, I don't have time. I work, I have a family, I don't have I, I don't have time either. Yet somehow I'm making it because you see where we go. Where does this country end up if we continue to let the left take us in this radical direction where our kids are just sexual objects and we're teaching them how to how to tip shippers? Where do we go? Other, where do we go? The other night. When do we stop it? I was in the passenger seat of your car and you were talking about you were talking about your schedule and how you're tired and all this stuff's going on. And I was like, nope, Sarah, you asked for it. Let's make Sarah Gonzalez a thing. <laughs> I want you to be the subject matter expert that is blowing the doors off of this thing. Well, I, I mean, look, my kids are too important to not do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm I 
would like to believe I'm fighting for everyone's children, but I, I have skin in the game too. I've got two little boys who I will not, I, I, I will not allow them to grow up in this society. I yeah. won't, I won't do it. And that's, that's, I want to come back to this in the next segment, but I mean, this is, you know, Prager was talking about it on, on Beck, talking about the video of, of the, of the male drag who was dancing with the little boy drag. And I want to come back to that in the next segment. What's what's the website again? It's uh, defendkidstx.com. And I would like to point out to everyone very quickly, um, we named it that way for a reason because we do plan on expanding nationwide, coming to you know a state near you. So please, please sign up anyway because we will be able to filter uh, your your state. Yeah, no matter where you are. Right, right. Go to, we'll, go to, yeah. We'll be able to get the information to you whenever we launch in website, those states. Website, one more time. Defendkidstx.com. I always want to say defend our, but it's not defendkidstx.com. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, charging higher interest is how banks make more money, and they're making a lot of your money uh, if your credit score is just okay, but not great. Scoremaster is the new science in accelerating credit scores. Put you in control of your money, not the bank. Uh, if you got a credit score of 700, you're borrowing 500 grand to refinance your house. Starting a Scoremaster could save you over 75 grand over the life of your loan. Now, 75 grand is your money. It's not the bank's. That's the genius behind the Scoremaster three week rule, especially now with soaring interest rates, no matter your credit score. Before you apply for any loan, auto lease, credit, start at Scoremaster. It only takes a minute to get started. You can add 60 to 100 points in about three weeks. Life's it's got enough regrets. Don't add paying higher interest rates to the list. Visit scoremaster.com slash Chad for your special seven-day trial. Again, your special seven-day trial is waiting at scoremaster.com slash Chad. Right back. Now, play that, play just real quick, folks. I know, I'm, I know, we beat this horse to death, and I'm gonna keep on beating this horse because it's out there, and people keep saying it's not happening. Play that, play that little clip. That's a kid in drag dancing with a man in drag. Ugh. That's definitely a man. Full beard. And I've seen some still shots of them with their arms around each other and stuff like that. And it's like, no. It's a drag mom. That's a thing. Parents, mm. sick, twisted parents, there perverted, demonic parents are letting their children have a drag mom as their mentor so that they can learn, too, how to be a drag queen and dance provocatively in front of adults. And it costs money. Look. Yes. They're, they're actually, they're training these young boys. You know, look, this is a hill I'll die on. Right. I, I, right. I, I um. You know, I've had tons of people complain and say, oh, you're just so full of hate. You're not letting these people be who they need to be. No, I'm not. Correct. I'm not. Correct. Uh, because they don't need to be that. Mm -hmm. That's evil. Tell, tell me this. Tell me this. Just answer the question. What good comes out of this? Nothing. No, they, what they, oh, they would say. Express. No, what they would say. I've heard this. They say we're teaching children to be inclusive. That's what they say. Exactly. But while you're teaching kids to be inclusive, other countries are teaching their kids how to kill your kid, mm -hmm. and they're going to do that one day mm -hmm. because we we've we've emasculated a nation. Well, I just, I mean, it, it's baffling to me. It's like this isn't hard. We punish parents when they abuse their children on every other front. Yep. Why should this be any different? You sexually abuse your children by exposing them into this, this, trying to confuse glitter. them. Right. And feathers. Child abuse. Yeah. Boom. What is the law on the books for that? It should be fully enforced. Yeah. 
You, you listen. There's a way. I, I had a conversation with a mom the other other day who, who her who her freshman in high school is is having some bullying issues. Mm-hmm. Right? He's you know he's good kid, great kid, and I just just talented, smart, and and, and just just a good kid. Right? And he's having some issues, and I'm like, you know, uh, I, I, I helped her with that, and then I, I talked to another mom who's whose kid who's like he's like the stud in the class. I said. I'm not concerned with your son. I said, because your son's going to be just fine. Right. He's going he's gonna to right. be just fine. You're going to walk him through it. You're going to help him. I said, now your son over here, he's the potential bully. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And so, and I don't have time to get into all the details, but it's like, you got to look at your kids because some are going through some really hard times. You want to teach them inclusivity and acceptance and stuff like that, but teach them who to be who they are. Don't totally transition them into another human being. Yeah. That That's not... That's not confidence in your own self-identity. That's not. Mm-hmm. So, oh, just be somebody else. Oh, my God. Do you know the pitfalls on that path throughout life? The confusion that's going to bring? No, teach them to be who God created them to be. Yeah. And then, guess what? They're going to walk into confidence that's actually actually supernatural. It's amazing. That's why I have this tattoo right here on my arm. It says rhythm of life. Mm-hmm. Get the rhythm of life. I know when I'm in rhythm with life, and I know when I'm not. You know when I'm not, because I blow your phone up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we celebrate the chaos together, Sarah. Yeah. But by God, I know who I am. You have to. That has to be every person's foundation. Yeah. It how, does. How do, you, how do you go through life understanding anything else if you don't understand who you are? Yeah. Oh, God, I, I, I say this all the time. Know where you came from. Know who you are. Know where you're going. Know what you're leaving behind. Mm-hmm. History, identity, destiny, legacy. I mean, write it down. My gosh, write it down. Put it on the refrigerator. This is what, those are the four things you teach your children. That's it right there. You just teach them those things. Know where they came from, their history. Know who they are, identity. Know where they're going, destiny. Know what they're leaving behind, legacy. And we're lazy, man. We're lazy. We don't do it with our kids. All right. Ah, the time to make your health great again as we get close to the new year. Yep, it's right now, folks. For anyone looking to ignite their fat-burning metabolism and uh, boost their energy and transform how they look and feel, well, you got to start taking care of your liver. That's right. I know this well. Your liver is your body's master detoxifier. It performs over 500 key functions in your body every day. It's responsible for cleansing and removing thousands of harmful toxins. After decades of wear and tear, our livers slow down and become sluggish. This is why so many of us struggle with weight gain and feeling tired all the time. Fortunately, there's a simple, all-natural solution that I absolutely recommend. It's called Liver Health Formula. Now, Liver Health Formula contains 12 powerful botanicals clinically proven to recharge and protect your liver at the cellular level. It helps restore your liver's detoxifying abilities. It boosts your energy Energy levels and it can kick your natural metabolism into high gear. First, you're going to receive a free 30-day supply of nano-powered omega-3. This is a powerful blend of omega-3 fatty acids. You need this stuff. It supports a healthy heart and brain. With four times better absorption thanks to this special nano-delivery system, you're also going to get four free e-books to support every aspect of your health and longevity, regardless of age. So I want you to go to getliverhelp.com slash chat. Claim your risk-free supply of liver health formula and all five bonus gifts. You're covered by the 365-day money-back guarantee, so you don't have anything to risk. That's getliverhelp.com slash chat. Or you can call them, 800-287-757. We'll be right back.
Yeah. DefendKidsTX.com. Mm-hmm. Check it out. ShopSarahG.com. All the good stuff. You know where to go. WatchChad.com. You ever Google yourself? I have. Yes. Yeah, kind of creepy. I like Googling myself because my age is apparently like everyone, no one knows it. <laughs> yeah. It's a mystery. People yeah. want to know it and they can't find it. I know it. <laughs> uh, go to WatchChad.com. Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm there Friday and Saturday night at the Comedy Zone. Going to have a good old time. And uh, make sure you're tuned in to Blaze on election night. We're going to be here talking our little little mouths right off with all of our special guests and uh, praying for a red wave. I tell you what. So subscribe to Blaze. BlazeTV.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Tomorrow we'll get off the rails. Love you. God bless you. Bye. Thank you.